What's up, you guys? Happy Sunday and welcome again back to your favorite start of the week and back to the Brunch with Desby podcast. If you don't already, go pour yourself a drink in some way, shape, or form, whether that be a fresh mimosa, maybe a Bloody Mary, maybe just a Gatorade Zero or sparkling water, whatever you need today to just unwind with me, sit back, relax, have some fun. Please do yourself a solid and go pour a drink. Just a reminder, if you haven't already listened to episode one, that is going to give you a huge disclaimer of why I am doing what I'm doing and why it is so pure and so authentically real. If you're someone who doesn't like to hear an occasional F-bomb, if you're someone who doesn't like to hear the word shit, I would highly suggest to either A, you know, just overlook that or B, this might not be the podcast for you. If you choose to stay, I'm so freaking excited to have you. My name is Des. I am your host, also known as Des B. And today, we are actually going to have a little bit of fun with a and a I absolutely love doing a question and answers because I think that it not only opens the floor to you guys to actually ask what you want to hear or what you want to know, but also gives me the chance to just like get a little bit more real with you guys, a little bit more raw, a little bit more raunchy, have a little bit of fun. And ultimately, just get to know each other a little bit more on this interesting and deeper level. So without further ado, I do want to jump in to the podcast. But before I do, just a reminder to leave a review, leave a five-star review, leave a caption, a little comment, a little, a little love you, Des, this is awesome, um, a little loving, and also share this to your story if you're listening, write me out. Write me out. Go do it. Tag me so I can share you as well. Without further ado, you guys know my favorite little sound effect. Not that one. <laughs> Let's get into the podcast. guys so it is now like day 10 of quarantine for me it is march 25th and i'm actually pre-recording these podcasts because not only do i have an ass load of time um but i'm also quite quite bored and quite sad here all in my loathsome here in columbus ohio so yesterday i asked you guys to send in some questions on my instagram post and um I'm super excited to answer some of these because I feel like sometimes people ask like very typical questions, which respect, like not everyone always knows like how far to take it, so to speak, but I absolutely love most of the questions that you guys wrote in. So if you guys don't know, and I'm just sharing this just to give you like an outlook, cause these are obviously things not asked. My name is Des. My full name is Desiree. Last name is Pfeiffer. I am married. This is my first podcast. I'm a fitness influencer slash online coach, entrepreneur, and I'm now, as of when you guys are hearing this, 25 years old. So it's just like an uh, kind of like a backdrop. Okay, I did attend college. I graduated with my exercise science degree, and I will have a full podcast, just kind of on my story. So again, you guys as listeners really know who you're listening to. Um, but for the lack of like you know details, I did just want to kind of give you guys that. Um, (laughs) so the first question I want to kind of get into immediately is a question from her name's Carolyn. 
I think, on Instagram. So shout out to Carolyn. She's craving some donuts right now. So she asked me, how did you know why it was it? And did you have heartbreak before him? And I just want to open up the podcast with this question because I think a lot of us, a lot of us women, we deal with heartbreak, number one. And number two, we look at women now that are like married or we quote unquote see them as thriving And we wonder how we can get there too, right? Like we're like, okay, is there hope? Like, tell me that you suffered before. (laughs) And the answer is absolutely yes. Like I encountered a lot of heartbreak before I found Wyatt. Um, I had an on and off um, serious boyfriend from high school. And then I had one other like serious boyfriend. So within like, you know, a, a 10 year gap, I had two pretty serious boyfriends and, um, it, they both just ended in a way that was unimaginably painful for my heart. And so, yes, I have experienced heartbreak and it was actually two weekends after I finally ended it with one of my exes. Um, I went to volleyball practice and I told my, my, uh, teammates, you know what? Fuck dudes. I'm so over them. I just want to have fun. I want to go out. I want to have a great time. I want to experience life more. I want to experience college more. And it was two weekends after that I was at a party dancing on a coffee table. And I, at this time, had had Wyatt in one of my marketing classes and I had noticed him and um, he was at the same party and I just was like, I'm going to kiss him. I told my friend, like, should I kiss Wyatt? And she said, to this day, Sid Cheatham, if you're listening, thank you, but fuck you at the same time. (laughs) Not really. She said, do it or I will. I said, okay, T. So I bent over, kissed him from the coffee table. And that was the last time I've ever kissed anyone else, which is so crazy. Oh, five year, over five years ago. Um, so right when I kissed Wyatt, I truly knew that he was the one. I don't know how to explain the feeling. Um, it happens at different rates for everyone. I will say that. But for me, I definitely knew that he was like my last kiss. And I, I just cannot, I can't explain how I felt that, but that's how it felt. The next thing um, from T. Landman, T. Landman, 13, what is your biggest goals for 25? Um, Truly, I think that my biggest goal for my 25th year, and I hate how broad this is because I do believe that goals need to be like attainable, but for the most part, it's truly just living happily. And I think that is part of me like taking away my body out of the equation, like stop basing my happiness on around how I look aesthetically, um, start, you know, continuing to post just what makes me happy. Keep showing up for me. Um, you know, maybe hire a few more employees, continue to just thrive and, and just be happy, just truly be fucking happy happy. And I'm so sorry that that's kind of bland, but I think that a lot of us, we focus on these big goals throughout the year, right? Like, oh, I want to hit 5,000 followers. And again, I'm just throwing that out there, but we don't focus on like, how is, how are we emotionally leading up to that goal, right? Like, are we okay? Like, are we doing okay? Where's our mental health throughout this reaching of the goal? So that's my goal for 25 is truly just living authentically me happy. I don't want to say carefree because I'll never do that. (laughs) I'm always worried about like what's next, but I do just want to live in the moment. 
Another question from Sydney Ann, how often do you drink slash get drunk pre-quarantine too? That is a great question. Um, I do think that a lot of people wonder like how often, especially like fitness influencers drink. I really don't drink that often. I think that I drank myself to death in college. So now that I'm in my adult life, I'm like that ship has sailed. Like I'll take a nice glass of wine or a nice mixed drink, but like I don't necessarily drink to get plastered anymore. So much to say I'm I don't binge drink anymore. Um God, you gotta love college, right? So um yes, you know, did I drink uh, maybe one drink a month? Like and maybe then if I had like a social gathering, maybe I'd get drunk, like legit drunk like once every six months. And like I'm literally throwing that out there hard. Um though like do I judge it like no, I don't care. <laughs> um, juicy question. Oh, this is from Weenie Liz Fit. <laughs> from Colleen. Have you ever hooked up in a public area? Again, this is one of those things that when you're young and you're just like a little fucking rabbit, it is one of those things that just happens. I feel like you just start to get like, you feel invincible. Like, oh my God, I can do it anywhere and no one will ever know. <laughs> um, So I, to be very blunt, it was definitely in a parking lot. Um, <laughs> oh my God. I feel like I have to be honest. Oh my God. I hope my mom doesn't listen to this. Um, It was in the middle of... <laughs> of a volleyball tournament um and it was we went out to the to my car and it wasn't planned let me tell let me just say that okay it wasn't planned um but shit yes that is that's the that's the tea um that sure is juicy things Colleen thank you for making me throw that out there <laughs> um from summer not winter what is the most embarrassing thing your parents have caught you doing Again, another great question. I'm going to be so serious. My parents haven't caught me doing a lot of like bad things or embarrassing things because like I truly was always so scared. My mom had like the fifth sense and always knew when like my sister or I were doing something bad. So if there's one thing that she caught like my parents as in for the most part, just my mom caught me doing, it was just being at like multiple parties that I was like lying about. One day I was at my friend's um, and there was supposed to be no boys over. Um, she told me like no drinking, no, you know, obviously no drinking, but don't do this. Don't do that. And I, to this day, I did not drink 150,000%, but boys did come over and they were drinking. Um, and we were just at my friend's house. She literally came over and flung the door open, bro. She marched her ass in my friend's house it was just her and I and then like a few other friends there she came up the stairs dead ass like dragged me down and out I was fucking so grounded oh my god I was like maybe 15 years old I definitely wasn't like driving yet and I was so oh my god I was so toasted dude it was so embarrassing and then my friend also like I wasn't allowed to hang out with her virtually ever again. Like it was just, oh God, it was such a combination, but that was super embarrassing only because it was like, she kept telling me that I was drinking. I swear to God, still to this day, I was not. Um, but then it was just embarrassing because I, I lied to her. She found out and like, let's be honest, we all hate like disappointing our moms. 
and I just felt like a literal living piece of shit. Next up, from Sydney Ann, would you rather be able to remember everything you see or remember everything you hear? That is so interesting. I would love to hear what you guys think first off. So if you like share this to your story, tell me in like, just like write a little caption, like I'd rather be able to hear or like give a little subliminal message um, or see. I'm curious. I think if I would rather be able to do something, I would rather... I think I'd rather be able to remember everything I see just because I, first off, you can read lips, right? Like I could read Wyatt saying, I love you. I could read when he asked me to marry him. Like those are the memories I'm thinking about. So I would rather see them so that I could see them in my mind um, than hear them. But that is a very interesting question. I'm totally interested to see and, and see what you guys think. From Dana Rain, if you could have dinner with anyone alive or someone that has passed, who would it be and why? And where would you want to take them for dinner? Okay, there is, honestly, hands down, it would have to be Ellen DeGeneres. Like, I love her so, so much. She is just such an amazing person in my eyes, and I really idolize her in just the way that she treats not only just humans, but like animals too. Um... If I were to go anywhere with her for dinner, honestly, it'd probably be somewhere with like sushi or just like a nice ambiance environment, but I wouldn't want it to be too, too distracting, too distracting because I'd rather like really be in the moment with asking her questions and just hearing her story. But I mean, even just someone who like, obviously I am, I am straight. My sexual orientation is straight. However, I do think we're all on the spectrum. I'm just going to throw that out there. Um, I think all LGBTQ plus should have the same, you know, rights and opportunities and we shouldn't look at them differently. So like knowing just Ellen's story and how she has come into herself as a gay woman from, you know, literally the nineties and when it was just so, so taboo, it is just so inspirational to me and just seeing how she's continued to use her platform and, um, everything in between. My, my dog seemed to have wanted to make a little appearance today. That's fine. Hope you guys heard him. Um, so that's a great question. Thank you for that. Liz Bear asks, what is your biggest turnoff? <laughs> I think this is so funny because I'm always interested to hear what other people's turnoffs are. Honestly, my biggest turnoff is literally bad breath. I cannot with people who do not take care of their oral hygiene. Like dead ass, dude, check yourself before you talk to me. I will literally call you out. Um, or I will bluntly turn my head away from you if I cannot stand it. And I, I don't do it to be rude, but like it literally makes me want to hurl. Um, and so I try to put myself out of that situation. Um, you let me know if you agree. I think that bad breath is such a turnoff that has to be, has to take the cake for like my number one. Alyssa Bohannon, what's the first thing you would do if you randomly woke up one day as the opposite sex? <laughs> that is so fun. I definitely, first off, I would go pee. I would go use the bathroom because I think that it is fascinating how, like thinking about how women's 
privates and genitals, how our vaginas are set up, and then thinking how men's privates, genitals, penises are used in like how they just hang there. <laughs> Ew, I know we're all picturing a hanging dick right now and it is so gross. Um, I I would just be curious, like how does it feel to just pee, like standing up? So I think I would definitely use the bathroom right away. And then from there, I truthfully would probably like check my phone only because I'd be curious, like how, like what apps are open? Like what time were they actually supposed to be up? Like what are they not actually doing today? And what should they be doing? (laughs) I feel like all men are always off a little bit. So that would definitely be my number one. What from Sammy B, B fit, Sammy B, B fit. What's one place you've been dreaming to visit, but haven't yet to, haven't yet to to do so? Maybe she meant got, but it maybe autocorrected. I think that one place I would absolutely love to visit would be anywhere over in like Europe. I went to the UK almost two years ago now and it was great, but I didn't like really get to experience it the way that I wanted to because I was there for Body Power, which is a fitness expo. And I would really love to view like the World War II, um, just like all of the monuments and places where, you know, such a weird and crazy time in history took place. I'd love to see that. Um, but I think for the most part, I would be very blunt or I should say broad and just say anywhere over in Europe. I think it just has like beautiful history and everything is, is just so like real and beautiful. (laughs) Haley Hill, best and worst part of your marriage so far also babies anytime soon so best and worst part of marriage so far has definitely been best part is just being married like being in that committed relationship is just so different than just being engaged or just being like dating um i think a lot of it has to do with just the mindset of like hey if we're gonna fight we're gonna fucking work through this like there's no just backing out and i think that's just such a beautiful like confidence booster in your relationship is just knowing that y'all are both there to fight and um and that that's been my favorite part is just knowing that we're a team and like really conquering new things together you know moving in a house together like continuing to learn how to to communicate with each other and everything like that the worst part of marriage is probably just staying in communication. Like it's something that you think, oh, like no shit, you should be communicating. Like, duh, you should be. But it's not always as easy as you think. Like it's so much easier sometimes to just like not talk about things, be like, okay, I'll like, we'll get over it. I'm fine. Like I don't need to address it. It's it's just me. I think it's important that no matter whether you think it's a big deal or not, like just talking about whatever is bothering you is important so that it doesn't build up into something else. And that's something that I'm still working on. So for me, that's something that that's something that has definitely weighed on me is just like how I need to get better as a partner. And I think that as much as that's the worst part of marriage, it's also the best because you know you need to get better for each other. And I think that that's like motivating in it. It just shows that you're still in it together. Ava Christie asked, what is a belief you once had that had changed and why did this change? You know, that's a really great question. And I never want to, you know, the last thing I mean to do is like be super opinionated on this podcast or be super 
yeah basically just fucking opinionated let's be honest because i think we're all entitled to our own beliefs our own morals our own values um i think that one belief that i used to have and really die by is that abortions should not be legalized and i still very much stand by that but i have this weird gray area where i fall into because i think that it when it when it comes to you know, rape victims, incest, um, you know, potential birth defects that could just like make life very hard. Um, I think that it comes down to the decision that you get to make. So it's hard because I feel like you can't be pro-choice and be like blurred lines, right? So like, I don't want to call myself pro-choice because I don't believe that just because you're not ready that you shouldn't be able to have a baby. Because at the end of the day, if you're having unprotected sex or if you're having sex and you know that you could be, you know, getting pregnant off that, then in my opinion, again, my opinion, you are very much mentally aware that you're ready to have a kid. If you're old enough to know how babies are made and that if a dude comes inside you, you can get pregnant then you are consenting, again, in my opinion, that you are saying, yes, I would be ready to mother that child. So that's one belief that I used to have that that has changed is to the extent where I believe in pro and anti-abortion. And again, I don't mean to ride this fine line. I don't need hate messages. I don't need this. Guys, I'm just purely sharing my little piece of the world. And I totally respect that other people have different opinions and will believe different things. That is completely fine. Um, I just wanted to share that in my eyes. Next question is from Katie E. Katie Eberhardt. How do you deal with being very God-oriented and in the fitness industry and the world of social media? Again, another really great question. I think that a lot of people blur these lines of like what you can be and what you can't just because you're a Christian, so to speak. Now, I do believe that, you know, to to hold faith in a social media world is very hard, um, especially because a lot of things just become like very blurred lines and you start to think, okay, well, maybe I should just do it this way. Or like, you don't always put God first. And I think that's a, an issue for like everyone just in the world. Like, you know, when you go through worldly things, that is kind of what you, what you get, you know, you get sucked into those things. So I think that, yes, it's hard. Um, but how I manage it is honestly just staying true to where my relationship with God leads me. I don't so much believe in religion as more. I don't much, I don't as much believe in religion anymore. I believe more in the ability to create your own relationship with God. And I just think that it's beautiful to know where you're at with him and not where anyone else is because it's no one else's issue, but your own. Um, It's totally up to you to like build what you want with your relationship with him. And I think that as long as you're staying true to that with your own heart, like God knows where your heart is. Karen doesn't. Carol doesn't. Judd down the road doesn't. None of those people know where your actual heart is. So I think as long as you stay in tune with you and what you believe in and how you're feeling, that's when you're going to continue to thrive forward and feel a little better. 
Court Lynn asks, favorite things to do when you have nothing planned or scheduled? I think that the my favorite thing to do is honestly just sitting down on the couch with Wyatt, watching some crazy like Netflix documentary or like Hulu or listening to true crime or truly just like going for a walk. Those are like the few things that give me so much pleasure in life that like even though they're the small things, they just matter so much. You know, like those three things, like just sitting is something I value so much. And I think it's because my love language, if you guys have ever done your love language test, one of my highest love languages, if not my first one, is quality time. So when I get to just spend quality time with someone that I care about, whether it's a friend, family member, my husband, it's like, wow, like I really just love to be in your presence. It makes me, it fills me to just be around you. Um, so those are definitely like probably my favorite things. Outside of that, like I love to do, you know, sporadic movie trips or like going to the mall. Um, I think those are always fun too. Next question is from Case McDonald. She asks, what makes you keep going or push even harder when or if you get doubt inside of your head? This is so applicable to anyone, but especially I feel like, you know, young women. Um, we have all these things around us that are telling us to, to do this, be this, think this, act like this to where we do start to like spiral in our own heads of like, holy shit, like, should I be doing this? Can I do this? And I think that the best thing I've come to realize, and I'm, I'm telling you, like, I did not get this into my head until probably this past, you know, six months. And even still, like I'm getting better at it, but I think it comes back to that show up mentality, like show up for you to just be you because someone out there loves you and needs you just the fucking way you are. You know, like we're all allowed to elevate. We're all allowed to level up. We're all allowed to change and evolve and all of this. But at the end of the day, someone just needs you for what you already do, what you already are how you already act. And that keeps me going because even on the days where I feel like no one's proud of me, maybe no one fucks with me anymore. I don't have this or I haven't gotten that yet. I haven't caught that promotion. I haven't got that opportunity. I just remember that someone still needs me. And sometimes it's not about you. You know, oh, boo hoo, you haven't got the promotion yet. But you know what? Linda, who works next to you at the office, really fucking looks up to you. So don't bitch about not getting promoted yet. Still show up to be yourself, your best self, because your coworkers need it or, you know, whatever situation applies to you. But I think that's what keeps me going and pushing through is knowing that even when it feels like there's no one out there that needs you, there's a lot of people out there that need you, but will never tell you. And I think that's also why I just want to like wrap it back around to like, tell you guys just be better about complimenting people and like telling people that they matter to you because that what that's what helps people keep showing up and we don't always need the affirmation you know like you don't need to tell someone oh like you're great like we don't 
we shouldn't run off affirmation is what I'm trying to say. But in today's world and how we all operate as a society, like it is so important to tell people when they're appreciated. It really is. Um, so yeah, I'll leave, I'll step off my soapbox there, but that's what keeps me going. And I encourage you to kind of think in that same way is that someone out there needs you just the way you are. Cassie B fitness asks, did you ever go through a binge eating phase where you never felt satiated or were you full, but could eat more? I feel like so many women go through this and think, and I think it's important to talk about. Um, Cassie, I definitely agree. I think that a lot of people, not just women, but men too. And I feel like men don't address it fucking at all because they can eat a lot more food than we do anyway. And it's like, it's wrong. Okay. Forgive me for this, but it's almost like it's wrong to see a woman overeat, but you see a man overeat and it's like, oh, whatever. He's just hungry. But like we overeat and it's like, oh my God, she's going to get fat. Like, tell me if you agree, because I feel like that is just how it looks like in our society. And, you know, maybe it's changed a little bit, like throughout the past few years. But for the most part, I feel like it's still really viewed that way. Like you could see a husband and a wife downing some fucking pizza and you're going to judge the the wife for eating it before you judge the husband. And so as a woman, I feel like it's hard to talk about because not a lot of people want to discuss it because it can be embarrassing. It can be embarrassing because you're like, oh, well, I act like I have my shit together, but I I don't. You know, it's like one of those things. So did I ever go through a binge eating phase? Yes, I did. After probably my first prep ever, like my first ever prep, I did. And it wasn't long. It didn't last long. It was maybe like a week and a half. Um, But when you're going, especially after a cut or like a low calorie point or fat loss phase, it doesn't matter if it's a competition or not, your hormones and your leptin levels, which control hunger stimulus, are just so, so messed up um, to where your body is just, it's hard to recover from that. It really is. So I think that really, you know, as much as it didn't last long, it still very much was a valid thing. Um, I, at that point was never satiated. And again, that's because that leptin is so messed up, but there were some points too, where I was still full, but I just kept eating because it literally tasted good. Right. So it's not like I was, I was eating just to eat. It was like literally because what I was eating was so tasty. Um, so I think that it was definitely a, a time in my life where, I, I was just struggling. You know, I was just out of my first show. I didn't have a coach that helped me through it and it was just a tough time. So, um, yes, I have gone through it and I came out of it. I think the best thing you can do is number one, seek professional help. If you really, if you need to go to that extent, but number two would just be to document like how you're feeling on those days, you know, did something happen where it caused like a trigger for you? You know, did your friend and you argue and you notice that that makes you emotionally, you know, like really hammering down. Okay. I know what I did. Can't go back on it, but what caused me to do it? You know, like, how was I feeling? Um, I think that will help a lot if you're someone like going through it right now, but again, professional help at the end of the day is what's going to help the most. Refit, Refit, R-F-E-T-T, Refit, Refit, Fitness asks, 
Where do you think you'll be in 20 years? I married my sweetie at your age 20 years ago. Oh, that's so cool. 20 years from now. Damn, that is such a long ass time. That's crazy to think about. Um, I definitely see myself as a mom, obviously. Um, at that time, I definitely want, you know, two to three kids, like all ranging between the age of like, you know, 15 to even 20. I don't know, you know, that timeline. But um, I want to have my own gym. Maybe in 20 years, maybe not necessarily be working there all the time, but like manage it, own it, run it. Um, I think I'll still be in Ohio. At this point, I'll only be 45. So that's still like literally so young. Um, I think really, you know, what I want to, what I'm working hard for is that when that time comes 20 years from now, I can truly just be like the coolest and best mom. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to be doing a bunch of business stuff. Like that's why I want to grind so hard with where I'm at so that when I get to that older age, like I don't have to work as hard. Right. Cause like I put in that work early, earlier in my life, if that makes sense. Um, I don't think I'll ever like not work hundred percent. Like girl, I love to like work and I love to show up, but I do want to be able to like take that step back to be the best mom. And like I said, I do still see myself in Ohio for sure. Um, and just like really, really diving into my family. Okay. Last question is from Hannah Bree. She asks the wildest and crazy college experience or story go wasterin LOL. Um, oh my gosh, literally college was so fun. If, if you are someone out there who went to college as well, like it just hits different, you know, like the, the nostalgia of college is just something else. Like you think of just all those drunken nights, all those late ass nights where then you had to, you know, wake up early and go to class or whatever, but like you made it there or you didn't. (laughs) It was just all so fun. Like sometimes my college memories come back to me in waves. Like right now, for some reason, I'm getting the nostalgia of like when I would walk into um, this like tanning salon that I used to go to, RIP, I don't tan anymore. But it was just like those things that it's like the small things are just rolling up. It was a normal day, a little snowy out or whatever. But I think my craziest slash wildest story, but I think one of the best days that I can remember is just like our house crawl. So we would have this party that went all fucking day in the spring, literally got shirts made that was house crawl. You literally bar crawled to, not bar crawled, but like you crawled to virtually like five different houses. It was literally a map, like five houses that were hosting literal outdoor parties and you would just bring your own booze. There's like a crowd of hundreds of people. Um, and just, you go to each place and like, you just, you keep drinking and then it's like, right next house. And like, you all go together and you like keep drinking. And, um, it just one of those, like one of those things that I'll never forget. But I think like the other best experiences I've had, honestly, were just like when I was a student athlete there, when I was playing volleyball, just like going to practices, finishing up Friday or like getting off the bus from like a game on Saturday and like going out to party Saturday night or just like all the spring conditionings and then like going to class, like that hustle and bustle just like lit a fire in me. Like I love to be busy. I love to like run around. It just gives me, it makes me feel like I'm doing something, you know, like when I'm constantly up and about. So 
that's definitely like my favorite pastime. Sometimes, do you guys ever feel like stuff that actually happened? You're almost like, did that really happen? Like, for example, right now it's March 25th. I moved back to Ohio from Florida. We left December 1st and I was in Florida for a year and a half. Like that's a substantial amount of time. And to this day, I've been feeling weird lately. Like, did I, like, did I really live in Florida? You know, like I, you almost memories sometimes are just like, wow, like that really happened. It's just crazy. It's crazy how we can't live in it again. I don't know. I feel like you guys are going to understand what I'm trying to say, but sometimes it's just like, wow, like I really did spend four years in college. Like all those memories that you even just can't remember, you know, like all those days that you can't recollect, but that happened, like all make up that time. It's just like, wow, like what, what a period of my life to just reflect on, you know, we never get to live it back. It's just crazy. So I hope that you guys liked this little question and answer. Obviously, you know, a lot of other questions could have been asked. I might even do another like updated Q and a, I think that it's fun. It just gives you guys a little glimpse into like maybe what I've done, who I've done. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Um, what I like to do, you know, my favorite pastimes or whatever the heck. And also just like maybe some corny questions, some funny stuff, but I hope that you guys are liking the podcast so far. Obviously, this is just a time for me to not just like have fun with you guys, but to have fun like with myself and just sit down and give myself like 45 minutes to an hour of the day to just get away and have nothing in front of me and not like have any responsibilities or have a script or anything. Like I'm just sitting here at my desk, hanging with you guys, giving you all my attention and it's awesome. So I have to start getting ready for a live workout, which if you guys are currently quarantined with me right now or were back, you know, when this was happening, um, you'll know that I was doing my live workouts. And so I have an epic full body stack today, which I'm pretty nervous about. Um, but while we're on this quarantine, my nails are starting to come off. And luckily I got my acrylics taken off like two weeks ago. I just have shellac on, um, but it's just sad because obviously none of the nail salons are open and I'm going to have to like do self-adhesive nails or, or paint them or something, but it's just so weird. Everything is just strange right now. Ugh, I can't wait to drop um, next week's episode in the week after um, just some really fun fun talks and episodes coming up for you guys, but it's going to be pretty epic. I'm not going to lie. So make sure again, if you haven't already to review the podcast, give it a five star, leave a little mushy comment, leave some hype, share this to your story. So I know you're listening. Um, and you know, hopefully I can start like featuring some of you guys, maybe some like listeners of the week and do like maybe $10 Starbucks cards. I don't know, just something to continue to show my appreciation for you guys showing up and listening to me and literally keeping me in business (laughs) for real, just having fun with me. And I'm not naive to know that you guys are the ones that support me and allow me to, to do what I do. So I hope that you guys have a great day. Thank you so much for tuning in with me. Um, you know, set your intentions for the week, set Set forward what you want to do in the next seven days until we meet again and have it be a nice little like self-reflection check-in day for you, right? Like maybe Sundays before you listen to my podcast, you can think, 
Okay, did I set my intentions last week when Des told me to, and did I live up to them? Have this be a nice little reflection for you, a little then like 45 minutes to an hour out of your day where you can just relax and allow yourself to reflect on yourself and think about where you want to be for that following week, right? So I hope you guys have a great day. Thank you for tuning in and I'll see you guys next week at brunch.